The inquiry into the declaration of the Emergencies Act is not actually over. In many respects, when Justin Trudeau testified last week, a lot of people thought, okay, well, that's it, we're done. And we were done with the showy testimony, but they're still considering documents and emails and all kinds of other things. And then, of course, the judge has to retire and come back with his report probably at some point in the month of February. But one of the aspects of the inquiry is um, that came to light this week was the Canadian Armed Forces and members of the forces who were thought to be supporting the Freedom Convoy. Not entirely a surprise because we already know that a good number of of police officers who might have been tasked with ending this blockade also supported it. But this is definitely worth discussing. And former Army Captain Mark Tuohy, News Talk 1010's Mark Tuohy, is with us for some perspective. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Like I said, I don't think there's that much of a surprise that necessarily some members of the Canadian Armed Forces might be inclined to support the convoy, but uh, how do we unpack that? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting piece of information. I mean, you may not be surprised. I mean, soldiers are people like everybody else, but it's certainly disappointing as someone who served in the military. I mean, when you take the oath, when you sign on to become a volunteer in Canada's all-volunteer military, you give up your right to be a political voice in the community. That just doesn't fit with a job that gives you a weapon and and training on how to use lethal force and every type of force in order to accomplish a specific objective, you simply cannot, in a free, liberal, Western democracy, have a military that takes a side in political arguments. And so you know that going in, and 99.999% of soldiers, maintain they have political ideas, they certainly vote, uh, but uh, they don't act out, they don't express a political opinion, and there was certainly nothing but opinions being expressed when it comes to a major public protest like that. So it's just disconsonant with the idea of being a soldier. What do you make of the possibility that the military was, they were considering the military to step in? I mean, that kind of takes us back to 1970, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's always a, an option. I think that they made the right decision of not uh, bringing the military in. I mean, there were some specific, uh, I think they used some parking lots that belonged to, to an armory, perhaps, but uh, and there was some discussion about using the military for heavy lift tow uh, to go in and move some of the rigs up. But quite frankly, the military doesn't have a lot of uh, heavy lift uh, uh, tow trucks, so that was never going to be a big part of the solution. The more... Where I'm left with a question, John, is why were the names of specific soldiers being handed back and forth and circulated amongst the communications staff, the spin doctors and the political minister's offices? That intrigues me. I can't, I don't, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything that prohibits that. But when a minister asks information in the military, it generates a, a document called a minquiry that gets flashed by a message traffic from the headquarters quarters of the military to the units involved and basically everything stops to answer the minister's questions and so the minister asks how many soldiers who are they uh, are involved in this oops have 
We lost uh, Mark. Okay, we're doing all kinds of remote broadcasting today, so I wasn't sure whose line had dropped, but it looks like we've lost Mark Tui. Let's try and reconnect with Mark, because I want to hear the rest of that thought. I think it's um, more than fascinating, the idea that they considered at one point the idea of employing the Canadian Armed Forces. And as Mark has previously um, explained on our show, uh, in the United States, the army, for obvious reasons, right, because of the American Revolution, the army is prevented from doing police work, from doing domestic pol- law enforcement. Um, but in Canada, that same policy does not necessarily apply. And Mark Tui, I think we got you back. Yeah, it was uh, waxing eloquent when suddenly, I guess, I disappeared at some point. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to remember where we were in your thought process. Uh, but we were talking about, you were actually mentioning the idea that certain individuals had been identified by name in the in the armed forces as individuals who might be deployed to end the convoy protest. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, the other way around. The, the the minister's office asked for a list of apparently asked or at least received a list of the soldiers who were in, known to be involved in the convoy protest by name, and it's the kind of thing that a minister would want to know how many of our troops are involved in this because there's clearly security implications there. What jobs do they do? What uh, influence do they have within the military itself? And uh, they got that list. I was a little perturbed, but. You know, I don't see anything illegal about it that that list of names then became sort of the subject of uh, much discussion amongst the spin doctors in different ministers' offices. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Cheers.